ambition is set from childhood, from a very early age. Along with that ambition, our compassion is set from a very early age because of behaviors of those around us. From a very early age, when we think about that ambition, we also set those judgments. These are just the way we're built now. That means that we have judgment that we put onto others and they put onto us. It means our compassion will chances are because you're in an empathetic business, you're compassionate, you're going to be giving out lots of that. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, coaches, and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to the needs of you, the practicing natural therapist. We have interviews during the holiday season and business and mindset support each week so you'll get the variety you need to enjoy and stay motivated in your practice. Don't forget to subscribe to receive the weekly episodes. And if you want to connect with me, always check the show notes because that's where you'll find the links to book appointments and of course, to join the Academy, the membership group where there's constant connection and community with like-minded practitioners. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. How the devil are you? So last week, I was talking about self-care and how we can look after ourselves, channeling out, digging out that time for us in our business, no matter who we are, our walk of life, what we're doing, who we care for, all of the things, right? What our person, our body habitus is, whatever. How are we channeling time for ourselves? which leads us on to this week, which is heart-centered leadership. How do we balance compassion and ambition? So I thought today, because of last week, because of that self-care, I thought maybe I needed to talk more this week about how I can balance life, how I can reflect on my past, you know, on this leadership and what I'm doing as a leader and how natural therapies have influenced that ability with me. And we've got to do it, haven't we? We've got to balance all these things in our lives. So last week, I really talked about the time that we have, digging out time for ourselves. I know that people in my next level group on a Monday, they carve out that lunchtime so that they can be on the group call, even if they have nothing to say, even if they come on and say, I haven't got anything this week, I just want to listen to everybody else and say hi they still carve out that time to be there, all right? They want to be there. They want to see other practitioners. They haven't necessarily got something to share. One of the people on their PAM, she always says, no, 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 nothing. Right at the end, she always comes out with a doozy at the very end. It's always amazing. I always love her questions when they come out, but they always come out at the end of the conversation, which is really interesting because she wants to connect with everyone. She wants to help. She wants to share, but she wants to participate. And so, Here we are balancing. Here she is balancing her time on the call to listen and participate and then at the end ask her questions. So when we think about our ability, compassion, ambition, people say, oh, you know, nursing's a vocational job. Natural therapy, it's a vocational job. I had a, I was out with a group of friends and we were at a holiday house. We'd rented the house together and we were on the street and we saw a doctor that we know, come in, have a cup of tea, you know, that we know from work, come in, have a cup of tea, 
was with his wife and his son and we were all chatting. And then he's like, you know, what do you do? Like, people don't necessarily think of me anything in that world. They know that I used to be a nurse. I'm not nursing anymore. They have, I haven't seen you around the hospital. You know, what are you doing? I don't work as a nurse anymore. I'm a natural therapist now. I'm a naturopath. How do you find, oh, we went to one for our son. It was really good. How do you find this and the other thing? And we were chatting away. And what about this? And what about, and they're asking me all the questions. And of course, they'd seen a naturopath. And here they are asking me all these questions. And I'm like giving up all this information, but I'm getting bored. You know, like I'm talking. I want to hear about them. I want to hear about what's going on with them, what they've done because we're on holiday. So what have they done there? You know, what interesting things should we be doing? How long is their holiday? I want to hear about him. I don't want to talk business because this for me is business. And then, so then I had to make the segue off of let's talk about something else, but I had to do it politely. So I tried to change the subject. And now I was like, oh, you know, talking about business for ages now. What about you? Tell me about you. And he turned around and said, but isn't it wonderful that you are able to share all this knowledge with other people? And I looked at him and I said, yeah, the difference is I don't have a background salary to be able to do that, knowing full well that he doesn't give out information to anybody, right? So I'm like, I don't have a background salary to be able to do that. It's wonderful that I can share that information. However, I still have to pay my bills and I have to pay for all the education that I've had and all the things that I do. And he went, oh yeah, fair point. I thought, yeah, fair point, mate. Everybody else, fair point. This is my job. This is my business. I love my podcasting. I love being on lives on Facebook. I love interacting with people. But at the end of the day, I still have to make the money for the butter to go on the bread and I have to be able to afford the bread. Admittedly, I baked my own the other day. It came out well. But that's a side thing, isn't it? So when we think about our compassion and ambition, we've got people judging us, haven't we? Oh, there you are. You've got your podcast. Oh, you think you're so much better. Oh, she must be earning a minute. She's not seeing any clients. Oh, she's seeing so many clients. We're judging. I judge others too. I'm not saying I'm pearly white, starry sparkles. I judge people too. I see somebody walking along and think, oh, those leggings aren't very nice. I've judged them. I could just think they're wearing leggings, but no, I don't. I go, oh, I don't like those ones. Oh, I don't like the way they've got that skin color. Well, they look naked. We're judging. It is a judgment. And we have to really think to ourselves when we've got compassion, we have to have compassion for those other people. Yes. And we can mix that with ambition. We can put those two together and we can create that business. And the way to do that is boundaries. So just like with that conversation with that man where I'd given up a ton of information, which may or may not have acted on, I doubt he acted on any of it, to be perfectly honest. But here I am giving up all this information, wanting to talk about something else, not talk shop and be able to just talk about the community and what we're doing. And yet I'm being sort of egged on. So learning those boundaries, taking up the time to look at how you connect and communicate with people and going, I'm done now. I've given you enough free information. Let's book that appointment. And people, if they then judge you, oh, no, 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 I don't need an appointment. I don't need to pay you for that. Great. That's more about them than it is about you. You can have your ambition. And if your ambition is to run a multi-practice, multi-modality practice, or your ambition is to be like me and work for yourself from your front room forever and really enjoy it, then that is okay too. Our ambitions and desires, they come from our childhood. 
They come from our upbringing. They come from all of our past, what people have said to us, the comments that people have made. When my kids wanted things when they were little and they all want this, I want this, I'd say, oh, I can't afford it. Now, I could have afforded those things, but I didn't want to be negative and say, oh, it's going to break. Sometimes I'd say, look, that's going to break in 30 seconds. I'm not spending the money on something that's going to break. Okay. And the kids would generally still insist. So I kind of gave up and started going, I can't afford it. We haven't got the money for it. Can't do it. Because you can't argue with that. But that is, in a way, putting my judgment, my essence, my energy onto my children saying, hey, we can't afford it. I mean, it might have been they want a lollipop, 20 cents, could totally afford a lollipop. But I don't want to give them a lollipop because it's going to rot their teeth and we've got to brush their teeth. Well, there's a huge conversation in there about a lollipop, right? Where you just go, I haven't got 20 cents, I haven't got any money, can't have it, done. And yet that then puts these values to our child about where we spend our money, not necessarily in a good way because then they might grow up going, oh, we haven't got any money, I haven't got any money, I can't afford it. I've got to work in this way or be in this thought process because of the lines my mother said as a child, right? So when we think about our ambition, I might perhaps have held their ambition back. Maybe my children would have been amazing entrepreneurial bankers, CEOs who ran the world. And yet by my saying, I can't afford it, I haven't got the money, rather than know that lollipop's going to rot your teeth, then we'll have to go to the dentist, you might have to have fillings or teeth out, it's going to be really painful. I don't know what you'd say otherwise, but it would have had to have got on forever. So our ambition is set from childhood, from a very early age. Along with that ambition, our compassion is set from a very early age because of behaviors of those around us. From a very early age, when we think about that ambition, we also set those judgments because our children hear us in the car when we're driving, oh, he's a terrible driver. Oh, he can't use his indicator. What does he think? He's going to run out of clicker fluid. All of the things, there's all judgments. So we're putting these on our children. So they're coming up with them, which is what you have now. And yet these were all normal conversations. These weren't bad conversations I had with my children. And they're not bad conversations your parents had with you. These are just the way we're built now. That means that we have judgment that we put onto others and they put onto us. It means our compassion will chances are because you're in an empathetic business, you're compassionate, you're going to be giving out lots of that. Remember, I've talked about the bucket and how full your bucket of empathy is or how empty it is and how close you are to burnout. And then we've got to think about ambition on top of that. And the way to sort all of these things together is boundaries and making sure that we have a bit of a system in place to reach these ambitions, that we're not going willy-nilly, you know, the bright, shiny object, which I've suffered from terribly. I was a nurse. I was an intensive care nurse and moved to Australia. I wanted to do shiatsu. That didn't work. I ended up in naturopathy, herbalism, nutrition. From there, you know, I got my degree. Then after my degree, I did kinesiology for a bit. Then after that, I did this. I can't remember all the, thing, all the things that I've studied and all the things that I've done. And then hypnosis. And I'm still doing courses now. So when we think about the bright, shiny object, let's de-shiny it and go, hey, I've got my qualification. Let's get in a group and connect with others so that my compassion aligns with my ambition and I can create the business I want 
with the amount of energy and drive that I have to develop what I want and move into the future and have the business that won't burn me out, that will work with me to create the things that I want from it, the money I want from it, the building, the joy, the people, whatever it is, because I've sat down and given myself a bit of a plan. You did a business plan in college, probably time to update that or create a new one. Write your list of values. Think about where you're going and what's going to work best for you. So hopefully you're thinking to yourself, not any negative thoughts now about compassion and ambition, but instead you're going, yeah, I can do this because if I set my boundaries in place, then my compassion won't get burned out. My compassion will still be there for all of the people, all of the time, and for those around me, for those that love me, and for my clients. And my ambition will be there, and I will be able to develop that business and realize that when people say stuff to me, that's on them. They're judging from their basis, from their background, from their values. These are not my values. I can move where I want to go and use that ambition to reach where I want to be because I've thought about it. I've sat down, I've created those boundaries and I'm developing the business that I want to head where I want to be. I'll leave you with those thoughts. Have a good one and I look forward to catching up with you on the next podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.